Hey, Jeff, are you struggling because the Oilers suck? He says he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Good. Good answer. I like the way we could just kind of hear that in the background, too. Nice. That was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Curling Nation Season 4, Episode 3. Beer and OJ, Breakfast of Champions. Uh, we're talking with Laura Walker today. Uh, Going to have a fun conversation w- with her about beer and OJ. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? That was the thing. I didn't. Now I'm intrigued. You can learn a lot of a lot of stuff on the, when you listen to this podcast. Yeah. 100%. Uh, but first, our sponsors, uh, Modus Financial. Uh, if you need a credit card processing system or an online store, there where you need to, you need to take money from people, do it via credit card. Um, whether you need a single credit card swiper, point of sale system, online store, visit moduscc.com and Mason will get you set up. Also, Endgame Curling. Um, he's got some pretty good brooms. Just came out with a new head. That's a it's a little smaller, more of the competitive size. Yes. Um, and you still got the original ones, full, Croy, full size. Croy hooked me up with a new broom. Are they good? Please. <laughs> oh, oh please. you're asking him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm asking. Oh. Well. Or I'll buy one. So they, 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 I like them. They seem nice. I haven't, I haven't swept with one because he just gave me a demo. Uh, so far, but they will be available. To the mass public by the time you hear this podcast. Yes. Uh, visit endgamecurling.com for your broom. Uh, it's a good broom. I've been using it for years. I spent my own money on it. Uh, I just bought some new he- new head fa- fabric for it. Got a new head. So it's a good broom. Endgamecurling.com. All right. What do we, we got? got this week? So. What's happened since we talked about stuff last time? Um, Unless we talked to Danny Casper. Arena National. It's a banger of a what? show, by the way, that Danny Casper episode. Go back and listen mm-hmm. to it if you missed it. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was impressed by Danny Casper. He was, he was pretty. He was a good curler. He had it on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, Arena Nationals in the Eveleth Curling Club. Mm-hmm. Like, shouldn't it be at an arena somewhere? I don't know. That's the age old question, right? Should they have, I mean, should they have a Zamboni come out and do the ice for her? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like, the, no, I, I think it's it's good the way they do it. Who won? Uh, team Segovia, I, I think I'm saying that, I think I'm saying that right. Okay. Uh, from the Houston Curling Club. Okay. Uh, they, they, they won for the ladies and for the dudes, um, the Myers rank, Nick Myers from the Dallas-Fort Worth, so... It was a Texas Longhorn sweep for the finals. Hook him. Horns down. Oh, no. Horn. Horn. Yeah. Hook him. If you're from Oklahoma, you say horns down. Horns down? Mm. I'm not from Oklahoma. One of the guys that deer hunt with is from Oklahoma, though. Weird. Hmm? Weird. Yeah. Uh, Is Houston, is that Rocket City? Really close. Or is there, are there multiple clubs in Houston? Do we know? I don't know. That sounds right. I think that's right. They uh, Houston's the fourth largest city in the United States of America. Is it really? Yeah. Weird, huh? Get out of here. No. 
Look it up. Champing at the bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever thinks Houston. Uh, uh, it curlingclubofhouston.com. Got it. Okay. Um, you know what? The Rocket City might be. That might be Huntsville. Oh, yeah. But you're right. Alabama. Yeah. Not the fourth largest. Rock, city Rocket either. City Curling Club. Not the fourth largest Huntsville, city in the United States. Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama. Got it. Tell you what. We should have an episode where we speak in southern accents. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ooh. Like... Uh, I'm going to say no on that one, Craig. <laughs> feel... I feel like that would be a bad idea. All right. Um. All right. We got other stuff, too. Well, yeah. What else is going on? Landsteiner, I I will come out and say this. Landsteiner uh, commented on the candy survey. Yeah. Uh, Inside you're wrong. He also <laughs> has a broken tongue because he thinks that Snickers. No, are the he best. did. He did say that, but Butterfingers are pretty good. He yeah, did say the Butterfinger yeah. Blizzard is is mm -hmm. premier. Yeah, that's yep. a Butter, good. Butterfinger yep. Blizzards are premier. If we're talking about blizzards, though, like Heath Bar Blizzards are really good, too. If you've uh, never tried one, I, I, I would recommend blizzard. a yeah. Heath Bar Blizzard. Hmm. I would um, agree with that. Anyways, well. mostly John thought I was wrong. I think John's wrong. Uh, well, it's two. It's me it's... and John, so it's two against one. And so me. You're clearly wrong. I, I like Snickers. So three to one now. Well, let's just find well, out what and, Laura has to say about this. And my buddy Tyler weighed in, and he said you're wrong. Let's so. find out what Laura Crocker. <laughs> well, Walker maybe has we to will say about this. I think we might. Uh, all right, uh, Tab won bronze at the Pan Continental Curling Championship. Way to go, Tab! Good job, Tab Good team. Um, but both U.S. qualified, both U.S. teams qualified for Worlds, so. First things first, Hooray. you got for Worlds. So, I learned yeah. something about this event since we last spoke. That mm -hmm. the B event, the B bracket, the B yeah. whatever yeah. you call it, yeah. only one team gets up, like promoted to the A. China. Every year. And it was China. They won both mm -hmm. men's and women's. Mm -hmm. Okay. But... Like at the Europeans, I think the two teams get bumped up every year. I think you might be right. And one doesn't. I don't know. I think it's a weird. It's a weird championship. I Gushu think... had some problems with it, but we're not going to get into yeah. that. But... Yeah, you can read about those online if you want. I think but... relegation <clears throat> is a wildly underused, utilized aspect of professional sports. I feel like professional football could benefit from it. Tackle football, not European football. They already do it. Where's the Where's the B squad of the NFL? I don't know. Maybe you have it's, to. It's not Ohio the, State. It's not the XFL. <laughs> yeah, Alabama. Yeah, I think those two teams could probably put up a pretty good fight. In, no, in, no. Against, no I don't against think the, any college team. The Jets. Stand. Stand a chance against a professional tackle football team. Have you seen the Jets? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen them? <laughs> Those are very large individuals, yes. Like, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you have, maybe take one team out of each division. I don't know. Football is pretty good as it is, but I, I think the relegation would be 
the billionaire owners might have uh, well, something the, to say about what it. What do you but... think the billionaire owners that own soccer teams have to say about it? Nothing, because it's been in place already. Fair. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it would be make things more entertaining. No more tanking, mm. like in the NBA. You know, just to get draft picks. Like I, I think the NBA is terrible, but that's fine. That's just the me. The product is, has its moments. It's Dame time in Milwaukee, though. Let's go. Go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Um, all right. Uh, Dunham lost the a final to McEwen in Calgary. Cal Calgary. Was the original sixteen event, I think. Yes. Called? But there wasn't like sixteen teams. Were there more? Yeah. Probably more than sixteen. Yeah. Isn't original, it confused me? Isn't original sixteen and isn't a? I think it's a beer. A liquor, a beer. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's a beer. There you go. I played at the Calgary Curling Club many, many moons ago. I scored six against Russ Howard at that club. Whoa. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Hot dog. I forgot all about that. I hadn't thought about that in years. We He kept trying to come around and didn't quite make it. We'd make a hit and roll one way, and then he'd try again, and then we'd hit and roll the other way, and then we got six. It was great. Great Western Brewing. Original 16, Canadian Pale Ale. There you go. There you go. Boom. Oh, it's a beer. It's not a... It's like, a beer. It's a beer. Greg was right. I was wrong. The original 16 is a beer. It was a, I thought it was like a whiskey or something. Hmm. Calgary's a nice city. Is it? Yeah. Never been. Home to friend of show Liza Barris and Stephen Barris. Oh. Yeah. All right. Current home of friend of show John Cullen. Did he move to Calgary? He moved to Calgary. From BC? I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. Boom. We should get him on again someday. We should. We should. It was fun. All right. What else are we going to talk about? Uh, the other, other thing I got on the list is the um, U.S. curling membership model is out and ratified. So there's a couple different ones. You can look it up on the USCA's website. There's basic. There's a premium. But the important thing to know is there is a competitive version. Okay. So um, your club might pay the ba basic one for everybody, which is $25. Um, but if you want to go competitive, uh, it's like $100, I think, or $150. Or... So you got to pay the di So then you have to pay the difference. But you have to play, pay to play down... Anyway, Damn, in years past, but so, so uh, does wait now. Does that take place? Does that take the place of the playoff play fees for each event? Yeah, I don't know. I don't previously. I don't know. I think it covers some of it. Some of it. I heard some people talking about it, uh, and I wasn't part of this conversation, but I overheard. Yeah. And I think that they were under the impression that the pricing ended up being about the same in the long run. Okay. So, like, this added fee isn't all that much. Took better. away from a different fee that people were paying before. Okay. It's been a while since I've played down mm -hmm. anything. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, whatever. Cool. Well, if you're playing down for mixed or five and under or whatever for a u.s championship um 
do you some might, research. Do some research. You, you might so, have to pay a little more for your proper yeah, the, membership. Yeah, the, if the would that only would you only have to pay it if you made it to the five hundred nationals? I'm assuming like if you come to I assume like if the you're, Frozen Five, you don't have to pay. For I assume if you're playing down for a bond spiel. I assume if you're just going to a bond spiel, and you don't qualify for nationals, I assume you don't need to pay the competitive one. Sure. That is also my understanding, but I cannot confirm that. But if you sign up for, say, clubs, and you're playing in a state championship, sure, and don't go to nationals, I assume you would need to pay. Yeah. So yeah, if you like playing a regional qualifier or yeah, some sort of mixed doubles qualifier or something, or it, I don't, yeah, that's right because they do have some, these specific mixed doubles qualifier qualifying spiels. I think, and yeah, also I don't, I don't know. yeah, check local listings. Check local <laughs> listings. Um, yeah, that's all I got for updates. Great. Let's go the other thing. All right. Let's uh, talk to Laura. All right. We got a great guest today. She's joining us all the way from Edmonton, Alberta. She is a four-time Scotty's Hearts Tournament of Hearts participant. She won a bronze place in uh, 2021. She's won a gold at the Mixed Doubles Canadians. Uh, she's got a World Junior Championship. Silver. Looks like bronze at the world make doubles. She does it all. She's even got a fancy title now. We're going to find out about that. Laura Walker, welcome to the show. Thank How you, you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm good. Very good. Uh, we had hot debate in our first show this year. Uh, top three chocolate bars. Go. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Um, I think. An arrow bar is very underrated. Ooh, That's just my personal bar. opinion. I'm not familiar with an arrow bar. It's oh good. no, is good. that a, it's like a It's not Canadian, uh, is it? It's like Is what? it is it Canadian? Might be. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is. Okay. Okay, well, well I'll bring some to Madison and you can try them. They're yes. really good. Uh and my third uh, maybe a Mars bar. Wow. Mars okay. bars are good. All right. Great. I like those answers. How do you feel about Snickers? in general uh they're not the first one that i'd reach for in the halloween candy bag okay absolutely all right i wouldn't pick it usually if if you had a choice between a snickers or a three musketeers what do you choose I, I, a three musketeers pretty american i don't think i've ever Ooh, had one must be mm. we'll get you a three we'll get you a three musketeers perfect. i'll give you an arrow bar perfect yeah. all right great great excellent uh what were the kids for halloween uh, Liam was a lion. He calls himself Simba, and he just roared at everyone. And uh, Weston was a monkey. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> like waddled around with his tail hanging out. Great. And Liam is the older. Yes, Liam's okay. three, and Weston is one. Okay. All right, perfect. Those are those sound like great costumes. Yes. Excellent. Did you dress up? Uh, no, I dressed up as an extremely exhausted mom who is basically single parenting the majority of the winter. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Maybe we uh, tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we need to have a little talk with uh, your partner there. Let's see if we can straighten things out with them a little bit. Well, you, we can't because you'd have to call Brad Gushu first, I think. But 
Eh. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Yeah. All right. Oh, he just went and I watched him clean up some of the kids' clothes, so he's okay. Oh, good for him. He probably just knew that he was going to get a shout out for doing something right if if you <laughs> caught him. He's like, let me open the door so she can see me doing all of this. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Sneaky. Perfect. perfect. You. Uh, We'll, we'll touch on this briefly. You were named to the Canada Board of Directors. Is that correct? What's, what's your official Canada title? Yeah, um, I'm a governor on the Board of Governors with Curling Canada. Okay. Yeah. And what, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? I, what, I have no idea. What are your job duties? What does that entail? You know, I'm still figuring it out myself a little okay. bit. So... Um, the board with Curling Canada um, advises the CEO and the staff um, of decisions made within Curling Canada. Um, they kind of like the, the main decision makers. They vote on a lot of things that happen within the organization. Um, and uh, the athletes that were part of the Athletes Council, which is a separate group within Curling Canada that was started um, in the last couple of years, felt like it was important to have an athlete voice on the board. So we... Um, we started to speak with the board and tried to work together with them to get a spot for an athlete. And because I kind of took the lead, I guess, on a lot of that, I was the person that made sense to fill that role when an athlete was appointed. So um, we're just trying to get someone with current competitive experience kind of at the table part of the conversations. Great. Sounds good. That's probably the best way to get uh, Voluntold to do some, something is like, hey, here's a great idea. Like, <laughs> Ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ended up Another on thing the... I think, it's, it's important, so. Yeah, it is important. I ended up on the AAC, I think, partially for the same reason. I spoke up a few too many times about things that should be fixed, and then they said, well, okay, you get to come and try and fix them yourself then, <laughs> dumbass. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, I have a question. Since we were just talking about Jeff, uh, who made the first move? Whoa. I believe that I did. We were curling in Grand Prairie, and we had both just lost out of whatever event we were in. And I, we were just going to stay long enough to wait and thank the organizer of the event who was on the ice were like, let's go up for a beer and orange juice. And he was standing nearby and I said, do you want to come up with us for a beer and orange juice? And then we didn't go home to the next day, even though we were supposed to drive home <laughs> like within the next hour. So I think that it was me because if had he not come up for that beer and OJ, then uh, we might not be here today with this lovely artwork of our children behind me. <laughs> it looks great. Uh, it looks good. Unpack that a little bit. Beer and orange yeah, juice together? Yeah. Well, so it's like, do you have beer and clam ever? It's, uh, I don't know. It's just like, no. it was like 10 in the morning. It was the morning. So it's just like, it's like a breakfast beer. If you haven't tried it, it's delicious. And whenever I don't like feel like drinking, it's uh -huh. like night. I don't know. You just add like that much orange juice on into a beer. Okay. Kind of like a shock top. What, or kind, like of, a what kind of beer? Just like a molson? Well, that's the, that's the beauty of it is you can use any beer because the orange hmm. juice takes the edge off of even the shitty beer. Mm. All, All right. right. Try it. I'm gonna. I'm. I mean, I'm gonna and have, have to an now. Arrow bar. Yeah. And have an arrow bar. So the because no, arrow like, like orange juice and chocolate just that's no, a bad yeah. that's a bad combination. 
Uh, it's like toothpaste and orange juice. But Bud Light has the the beer and or the Bud Light and tomato juice. Yeah. Drink. That's a similar idea. Yeah. You just like mix same. something, but yeah, tomato juice is kind of gross. Orange juice is really good. I am huh. my level of respect like was already quite high for you, but the fact that you just told me that you were having like breakfast beers. Yeah. Even if it was even After if it was got out. like mixed in with orange juice, which seems a little weird to us, like I, I I just love the fact that you had breakfast beers and that turned into you couldn't even go home that day. Uh yeah. Good for it was you. A day. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Nice. All right. And now that was his hometown. Was he still living there? No, he was not living yeah, there no, at he... that point. No, it was, uh, he was sparing with his, uh, best friend who's Tom Salos, who was there fifth for a lot of years, going to the world and stuff with Team Gushu. So hit, Tom needed a spare for the weekend and, uh, Jeff was in the Alberta area for something else, I believe, and ended up playing with him for the weekend. And we had kind of known who each other were before then, but never really talked. And then we had our beer and orange juice and never looked back. And the rest <laughs> is history. Man. The rest is history, as they say. Wonderful. That's great. That's a good story. All right. That's I can check story. off my first. Check off your first right. question. My you got any question. more heaters over there? So full, my... size, so full size 12 ounce beer and a shot of OJ. Just one shot of OJ or like you put in I'm, like I mean, half and half or? or... I don't know. I would say like a, a quarter. Okay. A quarter so like a 12 ounce quarter. beer in a, in a 16 ounce pint and then just top it off with some more Top juice. it off with some OJ? I'm going to sure. try it. Chaser OJ? Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm just going to. Pulp or no pulp, or oh, does yeah. it not matter? That's... Well, I guess it just if you are a pulp person, sure. But I would, I would probably choose no pulp. Great, me too. Do me too. Same pulp? as me. Pulp is disgusting and should not be allowed. In I don't know. It's in the grocery stores. I, I don't just buy, because I don't... it's in the grocery stores doesn't mean it's not disgusting. There's no, a lot I'm of things in the stores, Craig, that I don't <laughs> buy. They sell them a lot in grocery stores, Craig. They shouldn't. <laughs> they should not. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I have a question for my wife. Okay. From my wife. Uh, yes. This is a mixed doubles curling related question. Uh, how do you decide uh, if you are going to sweep or if you're going to have somebody hold the broom? Like, are you going to get up and sweep your own or is, you know, Kirk's your longtime partner here now that you dumped Jeff? Uh, which I think is a brilliant marriage move, by the way, relationship move <laughs> in general, uh, as an aside. Um, how do you decide, like, who's sweeping, when, why? What, what's your thought process there? Uh, every team does it a little bit differently. A lot of my thought process comes from the fact that I'm 5'2", and he is 6'2", and just physics, he has a lot more weight that he can put on the broom than I can. So I just feel like we'd be missing out on a lot by him not sweeping. I think I'm a good sweeper, but I, I, he can just do a lot more with the rock than I can. So he sweeps all of my rocks and most of his rocks. <laughs> um, and then for myself, I hold the broom on his A so he can sweep, but also because I like to see, like I've skipped for a long time, so I like to see rocks coming at me. It, I like to see how they run down the sheet so that then when I have to go and throw without a broom, I have a much better idea of where I need to throw it and what I need to do. Um, sometimes I'll sweep his like harder hits just because we find it difficult to like get up fast enough and then actually make 
really any difference to the rock with your sweeping. Um, but I know some teams like every time someone has to be holding the broom, like they'll never throw without a broom at the other end. That's just probably their preference. I've played mixed doubles long enough that I've really gotten used to not throwing with a broom, but it's just another skill you have to learn. So I think everyone's a little different. I've seen everyone pretty much do it every way possible, but that's just what we have found through trial and error kind of works for us. Okay. Got it. Are you throwing one five or the middle? Or is that- I throw one yeah. Is that all the time? Uh, yeah, except for one time we were getting our asses kicked and we decided to switch it up and then we like <laughs> barely made a comeback actually. <laughs> so once in a while, just for fun. Um, but no, I pretty much always will do that, yeah. Got it. Uh, now, a uh, follow-up to that. What do you aim at when you aren't staring at a broom? Like, are you looking at, you know, edge of the eight foot? Or are you looking at rocks? Are you looking at the other team's feet you know like what I've are done you... a dangerous game looking at that the other is, team's feet because it's is... oof but uh no it depends on where i'm curling some some rings are like really clear and then it's really easy for me to see like more solid lines sometimes there's like logos on the ice or like where i practice the forefoots are yellow and you can't really see them where the edges are from the hack so a lot of the times if if it's my last one and there's a rock in play i'll use a rock sometimes i use like a, a gripper mark almost like a shine in the ice sometimes i use something on the backboard i usually just as much as i'd like to say that i like visualize the exact same broom every single time it's very difficult to like imagine a broom out of thin air so i do try to find like a physical something that i can see and use um to aim at but if there's nothing then i just try my very best to imagine one of those yellow broom heads where i need to go and try to hold on to that in my vision as long as possible got it that's good. Uh, right. you if were... my, now, if my wife would actually listen to this show yeah. for a change, she I'm, can find out the answer to I'm that glad, question. I'm glad you asked those questions for her, though. There's yeah. going to be even more great information coming in the podcast. So, <laughs> In Maybe. this podcast? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Let's hear it. Maybe that's... Oh. Well, I didn't have any. Oh, Got you it. didn't have any? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why she lost to us last night, because she doesn't yeah. listen to the show. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you could ask Joel if you wanted to what the score of the game was last night in the Madison Curling Club. I don't recall. <laughs> what was the score of the game last night at the Madison Curling Club? I don't recall. Yeah, yeah Joel, Joel doesn't have that many fingers and toes, I don't think. We scored a lot, and Joel scored didn't a score lot. hardly any. They scored one. I think. Played they, each other. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And my wife was on that team as well. So yeah, we, it was a big rivalry game last night. Creamed, creamed my wife and Joel. <laughs> You just took that to a bad place there. I was I didn't mean it that way at all. I'm sorry. Now I'm not going to let her listen to the show because she's going to think you made fun of her. <laughs> Jerk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so you're coming back to Madison for the Mad Town Double Down? Yep. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. Uh, you worked. We had Tali, Gill, and Dean Hewitt on last season they said that they had worked with you did you reach out to them did they reach out to you how did that uh connection come together it kind of i came through john morris who also used to coach um them so he was coaching them at the time and he couldn't go to the world championships and um i think he suggested my name 
to them as someone who curls mixed doubles, um, have a fairly flexible career. So I can usually go somewhere like that for an extended period of time without asking for time off. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess it just seemed like I was a fit. And then through that connection, after going to the Worlds, that I continued working with them. Nice. Are you still working with them this year? Or um, No, I would love to be. Um, we, as Canadian athletes, none of us are working with any international teams anymore. Got it. Is that yeah. a oh. Curling Canada uh, decree, or was that something that the athletes agreed on kind of mutually? Uh, or? No, we, we were told to, yeah. Got it. Okay. Hmm. How'd that go down? Was it like, was it uh, well received or was that kind of a little bit like, why are you telling us what to do? As a current athletes or like once you're done competitive curling, you're free to do whatever you want. Yeah. Once you're done and you're not a part of any of the national team programs, you can do whatever you want. And as far as it's a, I find that this a very tricky subject um, because I can absolutely see everyone's side as a Canadian athlete, maybe no, we shouldn't be um, assisting other countries in getting better. But at the same time, um, the additional income that comes from some of these coaching jobs is what allows us to curl at the level that we do for Canada. Um, and I also think there's like the aspect of how much I actually, don't tell Dean and Tally this, but how much I learn when I'm coaching as well. Like I feel like I learn a lot just from like seeing the game from behind the bench. And there's a lot that I can take back even to my own game. But absolutely, if somebody, if a, if a, a federation is giving you funds to curl, they don't want those things then getting to other countries. So that, that is completely fair, 100%. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a, a kind of a tricky situation. So it, I don't think it was received very well. There's not a lot of us that, um, that are doing it at the moment. Um, it just sucks to have an income stream taken away, sure. but I can understand exactly why it's happening. And I actually don't disagree with their policy at all. Good answer. Yeah. Sounds like a politician. When I'm done curling, maybe you'll see me behind the bench again. But for now, I'll, I'll focus on Canada and bring medals home to this country. Got Excellent. it. Got it. Okay. Uh, where, where are you from originally? I was born in Toronto in, in Scarborough. I don't know how well you know the Toronto area, so the east side of Scarborough. I uh, east side of Toronto, and I lived there until I graduated high school, and then I went to um, Wilfrid Laurier University in Waterloo in Ontario, and then basically as soon as I graduated university was when I moved out here. Okay, that was a trick question. I knew that because now I'm going to ask you follow-up questions about Scarborough. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. <clears throat> What's the current population of Scarborough? <laughs> A lot, probably. Um, one, there's a population of Scarborough. I thought it was just Toronto. Like, isn't it just no. included in Toronto? No, we're not counting it as it's it's its own deal. Um, six hundred thousand. Oh, that's a great guess. Six hundred twenty-nine thousand. Oh, nine hundred forty-one. That's a good guess. Uh, who's the Thank most? You. Who's the most famous person from Scarborough? Probably Mike Myers. Is he, is he famous? Austin Powers? He's famous. Yeah, sure. He's famous. Mm -hmm. He's not the most famous, though, uh, in my opinion. He's from Toronto. Drake's from Toronto. Does that count? No, Drake doesn't count. No. Uh, I was looking for John Candy. 
She might not even oh. know who John Candy is. She's, Do you know who John Candy is? I didn't know he was from Scarborough. I had no idea. Is it The Weeknd from Scarborough? Yes. I think he might win. Ooh. The Weeknd mm. is also. The I just learned that. pretty popular right well, now. I'm not sure. The Weeknd is more famous than John Candy. <clears throat> oh, probably. Nowadays, uh, yeah. Uh, nowadays, yeah. But, nowadays, yeah, but like Uncle Buck, Canadian Bacon, like. I, but. <laughs> There's a lot of good so, John Candy stuff. There's a lot of good John Candy films. So, Plane, Trains, and Jim Car- I also have Jim Carrey as being a Scarborough native. Did, oh, is he? Does that sound familiar? Yes, that does sound familiar. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, All right. That's the end of the Q&A for right now. That's, that's... Okay. <laughs> you passed. Good job. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you went to school in Waterloo, and that's what, a couple hours west of where you grew up? How many, like, how big of a city is Waterloo? Like, I'm not, you don't need to give me an exact population there, but, like, is that, uh... Uh, it's, like, it, it's big, but it's not, like, any of the big cities. It's, it's like a university town, so they're all on the same street. There's a college, then Laurier, where I went, and then the University of Waterloo, so... It's just like overrun by students, which is a lot of fun when you're a student. Um, so I have no, maybe like a couple hundred thousand, something like that. Okay. My nephew went there, I believe. Oh. Waterloo? Yeah. Maybe he went to the oh. other one. What's the other one? Western? Is that what you just said? Or? Oh, West. No, Western's in London. And no. Western and Lord. No. Okay. My bad. <laughs> uh, no, he was in, he was in Waterloo. Uh, is there unless there's one in Kitchener too? Is there one in Kitchener? Kitchener Waterloo is kind of like the same. Okay. They, they call it Kitchener. Waterloo. It's like two. Technically, they're different, but they are kind of encompassed as one. Okay. Place. He, was he really smart? Because all the really smart people went to Waterloo. I don't know. Well, I don't. I can't call him dumb, but I don't know <laughs> if he was smart enough to go to the smart one. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure. He played hockey, uh, so maybe that means he was not very smart. I don't know. I, I, I currently coach a hockey team. Granted, it's squirts, but we don't have a lot of smart people on our <laughs> team. <laughs> One of them is my child. Well, they're, okay. Also, they're nine, aren't they? So uh, yeah, they're like nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> so so I mean, maybe they'll grow into it. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Now, Waterloo. I don't know if it's Waterloo or if it's Kitchener. One of them is famous for Oktoberfest. Is it not? Kitchener is, yep. So mm. did you go to Oktoberfest every year then and party it up? Well, I curl, so unfortunately most October weekends I was busy, but I did get to go one year and it was really fun. Yes. All right. There you go. Maybe we need to go up to Kitchener to Oktoberfest. I think it's the biggest Oktoberfest in the world that's not in Munich. Whoa. Is, what is I've it really? Told. Yeah. Man, let's take Ooh. the show on the road. Let's yeah. Do it. We missed it. This or season. you can come oh, too. missed it. We'll invite you. See you in 11 months in Kitchener. In great. Kitchener. Perfect. Yeah. Let's go. You can Ooh, show us all your old hangouts. Yep. It'll be great. I'm, I'm sure we can find a curling club somewhere to drink. Sure. The Kitchener Waterloo Granite Club. Best place ever. Whoa. Whoa. Ever. Sorry. As, like, I, I have a lot of fond memories there, but the Madison Curling Club is really good, too. No, no, no. Well, you, you don't, you, you don't, you don't need a pander to us. No, 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 no. I mean... This we is going like to be a question it, later. It helps, but yeah, yeah it's <laughs> not necessary. But yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> we would, I think we'd be remiss not asking you about, at some point, you obviously played four-person curling for a long time. 
and then recently now you have chosen to just curl concentrate on mixed doubles and you're a mom how like can you talk a little bit about being a mom on tour like how much more difficult it is is it easier being just doing doubles i mean you did some super sparing last year too so played in some big events can, can you talk about that a little bit uh yeah i made the switch to just play mixed doubles for a few reasons one of them though being um the scheduling and how it works out against Jeff's schedule and um, being able to play you know slightly fewer events and shorter events but still play a full mixed double schedule that definitely had a big part in my decision so um and then of course last year i didn't do that at all and i played more than i ever have but um this year i'm really sticking to it so the events are shorter and the our events are a lot more opposite between jeff and i so it's a little bit easier for childcare. that was part of it but i also just um, I really enjoy mixed doubles. I really like mixed doubles. I think Kirk and I um, are very good at mixed doubles together. And, and we both kind of felt like we were doing too many things like pretty well. And we could put our focus into this and do one thing really well. Um, I think we both also felt like with the opportunities that we had, um, our chances to, to go to the world, to go to the Olympics were greater in mixed doubles than they probably were in, in men's and women's. Um, and we both like, we have short attention spans. We're like both like introverts, <laughs> like we just go to the rink, we play our 90 minute game. We both aren't like offended when we just want to go back to our room and put our feet up and read our book or whatever. And um, so it's, it works really well that way. Um, and then it does make it a little bit easier being a mom to be gone from like Thursday to Sunday instead of like Sunday to Sunday now with the slams being so long. Um, but the, the mom part, I don't even know where you would want me start on that <laughs> it's definitely harder than it, it was before um i i had had weston my younger one on the road with me pretty much all year like madison was the first event that i went to without him um he didn't have a passport so we couldn't go um but it's uh yeah it's not it's definitely not easy i there were some weekends where like you kind of you're in it and you're like i have no idea why i'm doing this like what am i doing this is so hard and then everyone's like how do you do what you do and then you you have no idea how to answer that question because you have no idea how you do it you just wake up every day and somehow make it work so um but it's good i i love what i do i hope to like inspire my kids and we'll ride it out for a couple more years and see what happens are there that's a short answer <laughs> no i think that's a great answer yeah, yeah. Are there more mixed doubles events coming around in the schedule? Because, like, there was um, – to start, there wasn't a lot of mixed doubles cash deals, but they're, are they getting more? Uh, yeah, so they're starting – they started last season. There's, like, a super series um, that uh, Wayne Tuck and a, another guy named Jay Allen in Ontario have been working together to put on. So that was also part of Kirk and I's – decision was we knew that these were coming and we were like you know what there are some good events that we can play in they kind of draw a really strong international field like you can actually go and play against really good teams kind of best on best weekends and last year there were five of those events and this year there are seven um so they that brings some some good competition uh, for us to to play in the obviously the money's still not quite there like it is in men's and women's with the slams um and that sort of thing but you know, you only have two people, you have less expenses and, and it's getting there anyways. It's, we would like 
it to be a little bit further along than where it is, but um, we do have some good events to play in uh, and make a very busy schedule. How many events are you playing total this year in mixed doubles? We have eight, I believe, before our national championship. So yep. between uh, basically the beginning of October we started until kind of early February, and then our nationals are in March. Okay. Are you qualifying already for your nationals? Te uh, technically, no. Um, the, but at this point of the season, I think with where we sit in the points, it would be pretty difficult for us not to get a point spot. Got it. Are you finding yourself playing against other teams that are also playing four person or is it, or do you think it's more, uh, just people that, that are playing the mixed out doubles? Uh, I think because of these super series and the teams that it kind of draws as as being this like the best mixed doubles competitions that are out there, we're we are starting to play way more kind of mixed doubles specialists, so to speak, than we used to. We still play like quite a few teams who do play both, but um, I'd say it's closer to fifty fifty now when it used to be basically everyone played a little bit of both. So definitely, and the majority of the international teams that we play are just mixed doubles teams. Outside of the U.S. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, how many have you played so far? We have played three. Okay. Four, three. Three. How you doing? Are you do. This is an area where the research fell flat. Uh, yep. <laughs> have you been playing well? Are you? How you? How you doing so far? Uh, yeah, we lost uh, the final of the first one and then made semis in the next two. So. Um, for only playing three events, we've had some pretty good runs. We're currently sitting second in the world, I believe. So we are Decent. hoping to keep that. Not too shabby. That, that's not Who's bad. Who's number one in the world? Yeah, that, well, I know. That's that's our next step. But no, who is? Who is, who is number one? I thought you were telling me I had to be no, number no, no, one. No, I was no, like, no. yeah, no, I'm no. trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matsumura and Tanita, they are a Japanese team. Oh, yeah. Yep. They lost the final to Corey, Corey last year at the Worlds. And they won the Madison Spiel yeah, I think last right. year. Yeah, I think they're in Madison. Yeah, they yeah. Yep. they beat us. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh. Sorry to bring up bad memories. And they beat us <laughs> in the final of uh, the first event we played this year. So we've uh, got some work to do against them. We've got a little chip on our shoulder. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, we're not going to talk about them anymore. <laughs> uh, they're very, very I quite like them. What is your least favorite thing about mixed doubles? Um, just how, well, I don't know. My least favorite and my most favorite are kind of the same thing. It's just like how much can change on one shot and how much of like a swing can happen by not being super precise, like just one time. Like, I think that that makes it very difficult to play, but at the same time, it means that you're like never out of a game and if you can be more precise then, then you win a lot but that part can be a little bit frustrating because it's like you feel like you've got it in the bag and then out of nowhere you're like i have no idea how that just happened um but there's not a lot i don't like about it that would be probably the the main thing all right i just thought i'd ask a question that maybe most people don't ask you they're like what do you love about it but you know i just wanted to want to hear the downside i think a lot of, w a lot of women might say they're the man <laughs> <laughs> that they have to play with. <laughs> but I, I don't feel that way. I have a great partner. I imagine if your wife was playing mixed doubles based on what I've heard uh, so far, 
then maybe she would say that her least favorite part is having to deal with your partner. Well, maybe she, well, she doesn't play with me, so I yeah. think, I think she mm -hmm. likes her partner, but, uh, I don't know. I hope she doesn't like him too much. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I don't know. Nick seems like a nice guy. He does. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, um, your husband just had a, a their, their team. Uh, for our listeners that don't know, Laura is married to Jeff Walker, who is on Team Gushu, who's decent. Uh, they had a they had a streak broken this weekend, twenty seven straight playoff appearances. I I tried to do some research to see who on the women's side has the longest streak. Do you happen to know who has the longest streak on the women's side? I have no idea. Oh, they had said that uh, Rachel Holman had previously held it, not currently, and I it was somewhere in the teens, I believe, was okay. the like next person they could find that was in recent history. I think. Yeah. Who Who do you think on the women's side would be capable of? Like the women, the women's curling right now is just bananas. There's so many good. Yeah. Teams. That's that's why I don't know if anyone would be capable because I feel like from every weekend there's someone different that kind of rises through. And I also think that 27 straight slams is just like abnormal and wildly crazy and something that like, I don't know if anyone should even strive to because <laughs> you'd be living a sad life if that was your ultimate goal because I don't know how they did it to be honest, but um, maybe... I don't know. Probably, I would like probably Rachel's team. I guess right now they're playing very consistent. Gim, like Gim, hasn't lost a game in a while. Sure. They seem to know how That's, to win games. They're South Korean, right? One yeah. of the Korean teams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I there. Yeah. There's just. I I saw that number. I was like, "That's crazy." That's that's wow, like yes. two. That's like two no hitters in the World Series kind of record never going to be broken and that's just straight slams not yeah. not slams they play played in but like all of them i assume they they played i'm them. assuming that they played yeah, I think they, yeah it's a lot of that's, that's a, a lot of winning yeah that's a lot of winning not just the ones you show up for but like all of them yeah well yeah it's a lot Impressive. well they they you know they won a lot of games not in slams too. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're an okay. <laughs> yeah, they're I didn't want to yeah, make this about Jeff. That's why I did. I mean, but yeah, I, let's I stop talking about Jeff. No, Jeff, who are you a Maple Leafs fan or are you turning yeah. into an Oilers fan? No, no, good well, for you. No. I my Jeff loves the Oilers, so if the Leafs are out of the playoffs, which they are after the first round every year. I'll say it before you do. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a Leafs guy, too. too so. oh, okay, um, then I will cheer for the Oilers just because like, I want him to be happy, you know? Um, so that's – but I, I've taught Liam how to say go Leafs go. And it's good. way easier to say than go Oilers go, so he says that more. <laughs> yeah, good. Favorite Toronto Maple Leaf, go. Oh, currently I don't really have one. My favorite – Growing up was always Gary Roberts. Good answer. All right, like that. A really random thing. I don't know why he was. I just. It's all right. No. Roberts crazy as a kid. I don't know. It's a great answer. No. How about the Blue Jays? You a big big Blue Jay fan? 
Um, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. I do enjoy watching them, and I enjoy watching them, especially as, like, the season gets later and stuff. Um, I think my favorite Blue Jay is Alejandro Kirk. He's just, like, so funny. <laughs> I don't know who I, that I is. I have no idea who that is. I, like, yeah. I, I, I love the <laughs> way that you answered that. He's a catcher. I don't know. He's, he's just, and he, like, can't run fast. He's a current Blue Jay? Just, yeah, yeah. Got it. Their hat is probably one of the all-time best MLB hats. I agree. Yeah. It's a great, nice hat. Great gear. Is it a Blue Jay? Yeah. Just the colors are great, though. Just, it's it's classic. It's, it's clean. It's a good-looking hat. It's a good-looking hat. Uh, also, Tom, one of my favorite radio calls of all time is when Joe Carter hit the home run to win the World Series. And Tom Cheek the radio guy says touch them all joe you never hit a bigger home run in your life he runs around it's great great radio call laura probably wasn't even born yet then i was two or three okay yeah, there you go all right i knew it i didn't want to you know call you out <laughs> on an age or anything but i i knew you're uh, uh, much younger than us so um all right well let's uh let's ask her some fun yeah, questions let's... Not that the questions we've been asking are unfun. Yeah. But yeah. How did you start curling? Uh, both of like the same way every Canadian kid started curling. Both my parents curled and they put me in it on Sundays with my friends and then they served chips and pop every week. So that kept me going back to <laughs> see my friends and hang out after and see if you it was Sprite or Rupert that day. You didn't hide you didn't hide in the lockers like some of the people that have come on the show. It's <laughs> like I hated gone. I hid in the locker room. And then finally I figured I out like, period where I did really dislike it that I was almost going to quit. Kind of like between when I, I was bored of doing it for fun and I didn't play competitively yet. And then I started playing a little bit more competitively in high school and that kept me going. Did you play, do you play any other sports or did you in high school? I played a lot of, like I dabbled in a lot of sports in high school. I do play golf. Like that would be my other sport, I guess you could say. But in high school, I was on the hockey team for a year. I was terrible. So don't take anything away from that. I played hockey for a year. I was on the swim team. I did field hockey, soccer, and then golf and curling. Got it. What's your handicap? Do you have a handicap for golf? I do not currently. I don't play enough, but the best it ever was was probably like a 13. Like All right. I, that's, that's fine. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. Very good. Uh, other than your home club, whatever you consider your home club, uh, what club do you like to play, play at the most? You reminded me of the KW Granite Club where I played when I was in university, um, mostly because the past manager there, Jim Urig, like I would go and I'd study there all day and he'd bring me little snacks and it was like really welcoming and I'd hang out on the couch and then they'd make me practice ice whenever I needed. And it was just one of those like quintessential curling clubs, you know, where like everyone is friendly and um, I, I really enjoyed my time there and like it still feels like home when I go back. So I would have to stay there. Okay, but now I'm gonna say that you used to consider that your home club, though. So we need a club that, that, that was count. never your home club. We would need a different club where you tra travel to. And... Uh, the the Banff Curling Club because you can look out the windows and see the mountains. It's a good answer. We've heard that one good before, answer. but that's a good yep, answer. That's I not think. the first time we've heard that. Yep. Okay. So not really original. No, no, okay. no. It's great. No, Wait, it's, you don't have fine. to be original. No. It's I've heard if it's that good, like go ahead and spout it out. Yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, what is your favorite bond spiel and why? I, I promise I'm not just saying this. The Madtown Double Down. 
in Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> Whoa. is mm-hmm. is our new favorite. Like we d- we had there's three events that same weekend that we could have chosen to play in, and we could like come and hod for a while, and we decided to come back to Madison because of how welcoming everyone was because of the people, because you can't go to a Bonspiel anymore and have like free food and drinks all weekend. And the food is made by these lovely ladies in the kitchen and it's all delicious. And like the recreational thing on the side is like super fun. There's always people around. I learned how to play crokinole. There's karaoke. Like I can keep going. It was, yes. it was a great experience and say, we are excited. You and Nancy Martin and somebody else. Shannon. Yes. Shannon versus. Yeah. Arousing your rendition of Earl by the Dixie Chicks, <laughs> or what are they're just the chicks now? I believe chicks. Yeah, the chicks. The chicks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> amazing. Back, I don't know why Earl was the right. Like, there's a lot of high notes in that song. I probably wouldn't choose it again. But... That's all right. You live and learn. You nailed it yeah. Saturday night last year. It was fine. It was awesome. Have you been like mentally trying to come up with a new song for this year that you're gonna knock out of the park or what? I am now, like right this minute. I just started. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You got you got two months Perfect. almost to prepare. Yeah. So, okay. excellent. The kids are probably gonna I be would. like, "Why is mommy singing in the car every time we go somewhere?" Well, that means Liam has his playlist, and he has to listen to it in the same order every time. And if I try to put on my own songs, he gets really mad. So it's not worth it. So, uh, oh man, well, maybe there... one of his songs, "Mind Sleeps Tonight" by The Tokens. It's his personal favorite. <laughs> I was just going to say, are there any bangers in his playlist? Or... Bad Romance by Lady Gaga was recently added. Whoa. It's like the most random playlist of all time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Go ahead. I can't read. I so, can't see. You can't see, see that part? All right. Setting, here, so. setting money and championships aside, what is the best or weirdest thing that you have ever won in a spiel or an event? I think I will remember this forever. I won a blue see-through telephone at a Little Rock Spawnspiel, and it was the very first phone that I got to have in my own room. So when my friends called, I could like talk on my my blue phone. And I was gonna say cordless phone, but it wasn't even, like it had a full blue cord on it. It had the curly Q (laughs) cord. Oh man. Yeah. The clear was, stuff was pretty lit back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. There was definitely a time where that was that was it. That's what you needed to have. Top. Clear phones, clear Pepsi. I had, I had a clear Walkman, which was pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Not to brag. <laughs> that was a big brag. That was a big brag. I'm impressed. Like, whoa. <laughs> it, it was a brag, but, like, I'm not even mad at you. Like, that was, that's cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's a skill or talent outside of curling that you would that you would think the world needs to know about Laura Walker? Um, I don't think anyone needs to know this because I never want anyone to see me try. But I do play a little bit of guitar, which is something that always surprises people when they find out I can play like you know the four most basic chords that make up fifty percent of the world songs. So yes, I can. Um, I can play a bit of guitar, and I think another skill of mine, which a friend of mine said. Is my I never would have thought of this, but she said scheduling. I spend a lot of time scheduling mine and Jeff's lives, and it all works most of the time. And I I do believe that that kind of like organization and that stuff is a skill of mine too. There you go. Do you have an app you use? Just our, we have a shared Google Calendar, Got and it. my life became so much better when I started using it because then he stopped saying like, "Wait, what are we doing?" Even though I had told him like seventy six times. So now it just goes in the calendar. Typical and man. Everyone. Thought, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking Jeff's side on this. (laughs) My wife is very much a Google Calendar person, and it's a bunch of shit. Um, Is that Google's fault or is that your fault, Craig? it's her fault. It's uh-huh. Google's fault. It, uh-huh. it's definitely not my. I, like I used to remember things. But <laughs> allegedly. 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 Nice. All right. All right. Well, now you got two months to pra- practice those chords and uh, bring 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 it down, and and you can yeah. like knock karaoke we'll, we'll, we'll out of the park. A, we'll have a guitar at the club for you. You can just, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. I'm sure the world needs to know this. I got it. And now. We'll forget. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just practicing. <laughs> as long as you, you promise to sing, then we won't make you play guitar. Yeah. Okay, deal. But you could really, like, floor some people if you brought out the guitar and played and sang at the same time. Like, just saying. It'd be pretty great. Uh, I, okay, let me think about it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, next question. Uh, what helped you along the way to be a better curler? Um, I, uh, I think moving to Edmonton, uh, had a big part in that. Like I, I was lucky enough when I moved here to work with, um, a Canadian coach named Rob Krebs, who coaches the university of Alberta's teams. Um, and I was kind of like integrated into their programs a little bit working with him. And, um, he's like a fantastic technical coach, really smart tactically. So I think like the base that I had learned from working with him when I first moved here really set me up for um, kind of like quicker success into the women's world out of juniors and university than I might have had otherwise. Um, but I don't think any of that happens without having a somewhat open mind. Like nothing drives me crazier than hearing younger people work with a coach and the coach tell them what they should do and, and they like immediately give them an excuse as to why they can't do that or like why they do it the way that they do it or why the coach's way is never going to work for them. And I'm just like instantly like, well, you're not good. Like it, it just, it, it bugs me because I think that having an open mind is and like being open to criticism and open to change and like being okay with the two steps back before you one step back, two steps forward thing is really important to being successful. So I think that that mindset of mine has also helped along the way. That's a good answer. Well, it, it must've worked answer. cause you won the Canadian university championship a couple of times, right? I did that before I worked with Rob. Okay. <laughs> and then that, the, those championships were why he basically called me and was like, because he worked in the Canadian University program at the time. And um, he, yeah, so then we kind of started talking and that's why I was supposed to move to Edmonton for like one year and just work with him. And, and then I never left. So yeah. do you, is the Savile Center, is that your home club now? Uh, that's where I, I practice. Yeah, that's where our, like we have a national training center that's out of the Savile Center. Um, but it's not, it's a great facility for practice and there's a lot of great things about it, but it definitely doesn't have that like Brown club feel that I talked about with somewhere like the KW Granite club. Cause it's like a big community center, uh, with lots going on. Sure. Do you have w- uh, more of a club that you consider your home club right now? Uh, we've recently started practicing out of, uh, the Sherwood Park Curling Club a little bit too. Um, and that's definitely like Heather Nedwin, um, manages that club and, She's really smart and really good at that stuff and has um, created that kind of um, atmosphere at that club. And, you know, they have an ice maker who is like really cares and, and talks to you when you come in and wants to make a good sheet of ice and all of those things. And so we've, we're, we're really liking it there right now. Okay. Great. Yeah. Can, can you tell me just a little bit about how 
cold Edmonton is <laughs> compared to yeah. where you came from? Because I like obviously uh, it's not tropical sunny Scarborough right. in the winter time, but like Edmonton is a whole different level of cold, in my opinion. Uh, I can explain it just with a story. Um, when I first moved, I didn't have, I was sharing a car with someone. I didn't quite have my own car yet. And I had to take the bus somewhere. And I was waiting for the bus and I had just missed one and it was Saturday. So it like didn't come very often. And I was standing at the bus stop and I was so cold that I just started crying like on the spot, just like <laughs> so sad. And then I got home and I, I ran the bath and I put my feet under the bath to try to like dethaw to thaw them and then I was texting all my friends from home telling them how much I hated it here I was so cold I was crying this sucks this is the worst so um yeah it's that cold yeah it's cold I'm used to it now I dress for it I probably wasn't dressed for it at the time but uh, yeah that is a that was a great I like that story <laughs> it's cold it's, it's so cold I just started crying yeah that's fun wow not laughing at you laughing with you yep uh all right you're going to a bond spiel and you get to take your ideal team. Uh, you can take as many as four additional people. So you have a fifth thing. So somebody can run and get drinks or, you know, whatever. Uh, who are you taking? And then sub question, where are you going? And they don't have to be cur curlers. Yeah, like, they don't have to be curlers. Anybody, so you can, you can anybody in the world at any point in their dead, life. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people that I can uh, choose from. Um, so my friend end would be Dana Ferguson and Michelle Brown, who are two of my best friends. They're known to the curling world as Pooks and Fergie. Uh, yep. They used to play with Val Sweet and Kelsey Rock. Um, they, we've always kind of like said that we would play together and it just has never really worked out. So they would be my friend end because we need to play together before we die. Um, and then our third would, um, I think our third would be Tally Gill that you were talking about, the, uh, the Australian right. mm -hmm. because she is a ton of fun and if you're going to like a fun bond spiel she's exactly who you want there and she's just like so nice and she'd fit right in she laughs a lot um and then our I didn't realize I had this option so my like coach alternate fifth um would just be Taylor Swift because if I could pick anyone in the world why would I not pick Taylor Swift that's I mean that's a good mm -hmm. answer that I think that answer. Taylor's that's the first Taylor Swift and I'm kind of surprised yeah I that think that's true. Taken it might be the first Taylor Swift. Swift on the on the roster. Yeah, uh, I think Nina might have taken house? Nina might have taken Beyonce, but not Taylor Swift. Yeah, mm -hmm. there was definitely she a was Beyonce. a big Beyonce yeah, fan, I so Beyonce I like that. Coming somewhere, maybe Travis Kelsey shows up. Who knows? And there's that too. <laughs> yeah. You seem less enthused <laughs> about that. I'm less enthused about that. <laughs> I don't want her distracted. She needs to be running drinks all night. That's yeah. fair. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. Singing, I bet she things like that. I bet she'd pick up the tab. <laughs> Hopefully. I also <laughs> bet she would take her guitar and do the karaoke. Ooh. Right? Mm. And then I could just take a step back and be like, okay, Taylor's got this. There you go. If See, you were I think it would be great if though if bond... she is the one who stepped back so you could take the was, spotlight on the microphone. I was just gonna say, if you were bond spieling with Taylor Swift, would you sing a Taylor Swift song karaoke? Um, I would think I'd be like really nervous to sing her songs in front of her, yeah. but her stepping back to let me have the spotlight, like that is a Taylor Swift thing to do. I think you know that. Yeah. <laughs> if she you seems sang like a Taylor that Swift kind of song, of her, which yeah. one would you sing? 
Um, I, I would probably sing, um, let's just say I'd sing Ready For It because she kind of raps that song and then I don't have to have any sort of vocal range or like actual singing prowess. To Great answer. One. Excellent. Well done. Well thought out. I do. Yeah. I don't know that one, but I'll, I'll, I'll no, look but it up. Her logic was very yeah, sound there. Sound logic. Yeah. I, I think I know about three Taylor Swift songs, and that's it. I don't know the names of them, but I know a lot more than that, because my kid, his, his, his playlist is very Taylor T Swift heavy. So He's a big sw Swiffer? Swift. He's a Swiffer. Yeah, he's a Swiffer. <laughs> Maybe I Good should try, get Joel. maybe I should, I should get him a Swiffer and call it a Swifter and see if he actually uses it and cleans the house once in a while. Good luck. Probably uh, would. Uh, right. point, point of credit, I took that one from Stephen Colbert. Okay. So Good. Good. I did not come up with that one. All right. Okay. Uh all right, last last question. This is a great one. Uh you're familiar you're a baseball fan, so you're familiar with the walk up uh song. If if you had a walk up song for curling, what would your walk up song be? I don't think you are going to know this song. Canadian, so I'll pick a Canadian band. The Arkells have a song called You Can Get It. And my like pre-game playlists have changed a lot over time. And that song just like always stays on it. And I think if you listen when we're done, you're going to be like, yeah, that is a pre-game song. All right. So give it a listen. I'm definitely going to listen to I've it. I've heard we, of the yeah. Arkells, but I don't know any. I don't. I, I don't think I would recognize Arkell, any of their like the letter R and then A R K E L L S, I believe. Yeah. All right. We'll find All it. Right. We'll yeah. Find it. Uh, we'll add it to the spot Spotify list. There's a if you search spot Spotify for um, Curly Nation walk up music. I think. I don't know. I sent it somebody last night. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, out there. Uh, all the people we've asked that question to, there's a whole play, play, playlist of all those songs. So uh, it is a playlist that is all over the place. Yeah. Do we credit the player in any way? On I can't. Who, that no. there's just it's just the song. Okay. We can't. Maybe. I we like can... the mystery. Who said this? Who, yeah. who the hell came what, up who with did, this dumb what song? What psychopath yeah. listens <laughs> to this before a curling game? All right, uh, we're not kicking you off until you. Do you want to talk about your sponsors? You probably have some sponsors. You're a really good curler. You should probably mention them. Yeah, a lot of them are here on uh, my shirt. I can just go through my shirt. We've got right. Core Grain, Next Gen, um, Atlas Apex Roofing, Peace Hills Insurance, Service Experts, Heating, Cooling, and Air Conditioning, North Star, Mickles, Understood Mineral Resources, and Hardline Curling. Very good. I feel like you practiced Holy that crap, that's a lot of, that's a lot of spon sponsors. Oh, I got really I, good. The yeah. They're really good. They get a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of sponsors. They're second in the world, Joel. Yeah. Duh. Oh, right. We yeah, could probably we could probably get sponsors too if we, we were could. second in the world. We, we might be the, the number two podcast. We might. Curling. Yep. I don't know. Probably the best video curling podcast that is available for download as a podcast. Boom. There you go. If you keep talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, you can get some more hits and yeah. get up there. Yeah, we really need to tap into the Swifty maybe audience. I... Maybe you're maybe you're helping us with that. You're you're the first one. It'll get back to her, and next thing you know, she's gonna show up in Madison and watch you curl with. with you Kurt. should put that for it song that I said as my walkout song, so that you can put a Taylor Swift song on your playlist, and then also your playlist will get more people. Okay. Yeah. 
Maybe we'll we can do that. Got it. We that's make the good, rules. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good one to walk along too. It's a good one. We do. We do whatever we want. We make the rules. She's right. good at marketing uh, too. She is. Tag. Um. Taylor. Swift. Uh, you know something that we. Got something it. that we didn't talk about that uh, maybe we should have. You guys, uh, I see on the social medias, you do a bunch of like clinics for kids. Uh, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, it's so it's something that Kirk actually started doing uh, many years ago, um, mostly through with Core Grain, um, one of our sponsors, and uh, so it's called the Community Rocks Tour, and um, three kind of smaller communicate communities in the prairies are chosen each year to go to and um kirk and i put on a clinic for the youth that are there um any kind of level and ability of curling some just want to try to come try it out some have been curling for a long time so we have some ice time with them we do a little bit of like off ice q a they get to see like some medals and stuff and and get inspired but we mostly just want to bring um like the love of the game to them um and keep them keep them curling so we do that once a year where we visit three communities in the in the canadian prairies and try to, to spread the love of curling great thank Very you cool. thank you for from the sport of curling for that maneuver yeah that's great that's i like pretty it cool awesome all right well uh we appreciate you coming on good luck the rest of the season we look forward to seeing you in january two, in two months yeah hopefully yes. my microphone yeah yes. yeah we'll have a guitar ready for you uh no pressure Actually, we probably won't have a guitar because we don't pre-plan anything. So we'll find one. We'll find <laughs> allegedly somebody who listens yeah. to this locally will have a guitar, and they yeah. will bring it down. I'm sure. Okay. I'm already regretting saying that as myself. <laughs> you don't have to. You play it, but just in case you decide, we'll have one there. Sounds good. Perfect. So. We can find the easiest find the easiest song to play guitar on karaoke. And just play those four yeah. chords. Yeah. Deal. That I can do. Well, thanks very much. Uh, best of luck in the rest of your season. Uh, well, in the rest of the season until we see you in two months in Madison. Everybody else should come to Madison and watch her. Yes. Also, you can tune in to the live stream if you can't yeah, actually come down. Live stream too. Oh. Yeah, we're going to do live, live I'm streaming. probably going to be commentating. Again. I will definitely probably. be commentating. Great. I'll do it. Perfect. Very good. Looking forward to see you, and thanks again. Yes, thank you. All right, that's it. Episode three, I think, if we can still count. Season four, we're done. Uh, if you want to email the show, do that. CurlingNation at CurlingNetwork.com. You can hit us up on the Twitter, the Facebook. You know how to find us. Uh, thanks to Modus, ModusCC.com. They're a great sponsor, EndGameCurling.com. Go check them out if you need a new brush or a travel brush or a grippy thing for your handle. Whatever. They got those now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, Thanks to John Landsteiner for commenting on our uh, candy poll. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. Um, let's see. Oh, we have merch. You can still hit us up for merch. Just email the show. We have some ends cards. Uh, take them to your next bond spiel. Play ends with your friends. Win a couple bucks if it's cash bar. You can play for drinks. That's always fun. Um, I think that's it. Laura was great. Really appreciate her coming on the show. 
don't know. We have anything else? Nope. Nothing else. Mike McDermott. Craig. Troll. Good curling, everybody. Out. <laughs>